Good morning. It's uh, Christine here. This is my second episode for my uh, podcast. And I chose this topic because I can relate. Yes, I do have depression and uh, I'm dealing with it. As I know, you click this podcast segment because you are interested to listen to the topic and I will discuss a little bit about it and I will uh, make some interviews of some of the people that I knew that have the same experience. But first of all, let's identify what depression is. Depression characterized by persistent sadness and a lack of interest or pleasure in previously rewarding or enjoyable activities. And there are uh, causes of depression. Following could be potential causes of depression, family history. You're at a higher risk of developing depression if you have a family history of depression or you call it genetics. Early childhood trauma. Some events affect the way your body reacts to fear and stressful situations. Brain structure. Medical condition drug abuse, and uh, there's other more reasons or causes of it. And um, for my experience, it's more or less lost of a family member and um, high intensity of stress. So you yourself know the causes of why you're having that strange feeling or worse feeling, whatever you have right now. Everybody goes through ups and downs in their lives. Sometimes we use the term depression or depressed to describe these everyday feelings. But the normal experiences of life shouldn't be confused with the serious medical illnesses known as mood disorders. There are different kinds of depressive mood disorders, including bipolar uh, disorder or manic depressive illness, perinatal depression, but clinical depression or major depression is the most common mood disorder. Mood disorders are very real illnesses that can have serious and sometimes fatal results. They affect the entire body and not just the mind. Their physical symptoms can range from fatigue to stomach complaints or muscle and joint pain. Many people never realize that they are suffering from depression. Mood disorders are one of the most common mental illnesses in the general population. According to Statistics Canada, 2012 Canadian Community Health Survey or CCHS on mental health, 5.4% of the Canadian population aged 15 years and over reported symptoms that met the criteria for a mood disorder in the previous 12 months, including 4.7% for major depressions and 1.5% for bipolar depression disorder. Further, almost one in eight adults, 12.6%, identified symptoms that met the criteria for a mood disorder at some point during their lifetime, including 11.3% for depression and 2.6% for bipolar disorder. The studies have consistently documented higher rates of depression amongst women than among men. The female-to-male ratio averages 2 over 1.
Depression is a common illness worldwide, with more than 264 million people affected. Depression is different from usual mood fluctuations and short-lived emotional responses to challenges in everyday life, especially when long-lasting and with moderate or severe intensity. Depression may become a serious health condition. It can cause the affected person to suffer greatly and function poorly at work, at school, and in the family. At its worst, depression can lead to suicide. Close to 800,000 people die due to suicide every year. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 29 years olds. Although they are known effective treatments for mental disorders between 76% and 85% of people in low and middle-income countries receive no treatment for their disorders. Barriers to effective care include a lack of resources, lack of trained health care providers, and uh, social stigma associated with mental disorders. Another barrier to effective care is inaccurate assessment. In countries of all income levels, people who are depressed are often not correctly diagnosed and others who do not have the disorder are too often misdiagnosed and prescribed antidepressants. The burden of depression and other mental health conditions is on the rise globally. A World Health Assembly resolution passed May 2013 has called for a comprehensive coordinated response to mental disorders at the country level. Types and symptoms, depending on the number and severity of symptoms, a depressive episode can be categorized as mild, moderate, or severe. A key distinction is also made between depression in people who have or do not have a history of manic episodes. Both types of depression can be chronic with the relapses, especially if they go untreated. Recurrent depressive disorder. This disorder involves repeated depressive episodes. During these episodes, the person experiences depressed mood, loss of interest and enjoyment, and reduced energy leading to this diminished activity for at least two weeks. Many people with depression can also suffer from anxiety symptoms, disturbed sleep and appetite, and may have feelings of guilt or low self-worth, work concentration, and even symptoms that cannot be explained by a medical diagnosis. Depending on the number of severity of symptoms, a depressive episode can be categorized as mild, moderate, or severe. An individual with the mild depressive episodes will have some difficulty in continuing with ordinary work and social activities, but will probably not cease to function completely. During a severe depressive episode, it is unlikely that the sufferer will be able to continue with social, work, or domestic activities, except to a limited extent. Bipolar affective disorder, this type of depression typically consists of both manic and depressive episodes separated by periods of normal mood. Manic episodes involve elevated or irritable mood, overactivity pressure of speech, inflated self-esteem, and a decreased need for sleep. 
Depression results from a complex interaction of social, psychological, and biological factors. People who have gone through adverse life events, such as unemployment, bereavement, psychological trauma, are more likely to develop depression. Depression can, in turn, lead to more stress and dysfunction and worsen the affected person's life situation and depression itself. There are interrelationship between depression and physical health. For example, cardiovascular disease can lead to depression and vice versa. Prevention programs have been shown to reduce depression. Effective community approaches to prevent depression include school-based programs to enhance a pattern of positive thinking in children and adolescents. Intervention by parents of children with behavioral problems may reduce parental depressive symptoms and improve outcomes from the children. Exercises programs for the elderly can also be effective in depression prevention. There are effective treatments for moderate and severe depression. Healthcare providers may offer psychological treatments such as behavioral act activa activation, cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, and interpersonal psychotherapy, IPT, or antidepressant medications such as a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, and tricyclic antidepressant. Healthcare providers should keep in mind the possible adverse effects associated with antidepressant medication. The ability to deliver either intervention in terms of expertise and or treatment availability and individual preferences. Different psychological treatment formats for consideration include individual and or group face-to-face -face psychological treatments delivered by professionals and supervised lay therapists. Psychosocial treatments are also effective for mild depression. Antidepressant can be an effective form of treatment for moderate severe depression but are not the first line of treatment for cases of mild depression. They should not be used for treating depression in children and are not the first line of treatment in adolescents, among whom they should be used with extra caution. Here are some tips for coping with depression. First, challenging negative thinking. Being able to recognize when depression is pulling you down is the first step toward recovery. When depressed, all sorts of negative thoughts can get stuck in your heads, so it's important to be able to keep this in check. Second, shift your attention. If your mood is weighing you down to the point where it feels impossible to challenge your thoughts, then try taking a step back to concentrate on something else. This can be especially helpful when trying to deal with and overcome suicidal thoughts. Mindfulness exercise can be helpful in shifting attention away from negative thoughts. Third, set small goals. Depression can make the simplest tasks seem daunting. So you're going to have to work on breaking things down into small and concrete tasks. For example, Instead of getting stuck thinking, how am I going to get to work every day this week? Think about getting to work today, then break it down even further. Get out of bed, have a shower and shave, get dressed, eat breakfast, head to work.
Each time you complete a step, give yourself credit. Simply getting out of bed when fighting depression is an accomplishment. And if that's all you can do one day, that's okay. Push yourself, but don't beat yourself up if you can't keep up to your usual pace. Fourth, focus on the basics. Sleep, food, physical activity. Do your best to keep on top of this as they can make a huge impact on your ability to successfully manage depression. Make sure to think physical activity and not exercise. Going for a short walk, doing household chores, or anything that gets you up and moving counts. Getting outside and into the sun can also help. Here are some uh, five simple tips on keeping active. 